Little honeybees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets, and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to the Tennessee farm table. Cast on skillets, good and hot. Watch it steam and crack and pop. Cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at 'em loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee Farm Table. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table. This is a radio show and podcast created to spotlight the people of our region who produce, preserve, and prepare our regional foods and agricultural products. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The song that you just heard was sung by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She comes from Madisonville, Tennessee, and uh, she's gotten quite popular. And today we're traveling to North Carolina to set the table with an encore visit with a kingpin of the farm-to-table movement, Chef John Fleer of Rhubarb in North Carolina. Mary Constantine shares with us a delicious recipe for a creamy African peanut butter soup and a visit from Second Harvest Food Bank, as well as some beautiful gospel music from Jeff Barbara and Sarah Perkle from right here in East Tennessee. Thank you so much for being at our table, and let's get started. And today on the program, this is an encore presentation from a segment called Amy on the Road. We travel to North Carolina and visit with Chef John Fleer. He owns and runs a restaurant called Rhubarb in Asheville, North Carolina. But formerly, he spent many, many years working as the main chef for Blackberry Farm. The reason I'm featuring him is not that most of us can even afford to go to Blackberry Farm, but the impact he has had on our regional growers has been immense. The fact that he started his Foothills Cuisine is one of the biggest reasons behind the current farm-to-table eating movement. His emphasis at Blackberry Farm was to eat regionally, and thereby he utilized so many of our regional growers that he put a lot of them on the map. So that's why we're visiting with John Fleer today. So let's listen to that interview now. Well, we're speaking with John Fleer, and it's Chef John Fleer, and he's got this great restaurant called Rhubarb in Asheville. And how are you today, John? I'm doing wonderfully. Well, good. Very happy that you're here. Well, thanks for sparing some time. It's really very appreciated. So, hey, you were telling me about your WDBX keychain now mm-hmm. now so you're a wdbx fan i have been for a very long time oh. how can you not be living in east tennessee yeah. <laughs> so yes i still have my house key on my bright yellow trailer shaped um key fob it says wdbx on it so that's so fantastic uh, don't listen online as often as i should but i do occasionally so 
Well, you've got a big restaurant and kids and a life. And All of that. It's yeah. kind of hard <laughs> to just, you know, sit by yourself and stream something sometimes. Sometimes. Well, I am glad that you have been listening, so that's, that's wonderful. Here we are talking with you in your restaurant, and um, some people are or are not familiar. A lot of people go, where did John Fleer go? Like, what's he doing now? <laughs> now what? So, set us straight. Would you, what, what's Rhubarb? He went home. <laughs> that boy went, he went home. He, went, he got back across the mountain and, and came home to North Carolina. Sounds good. That was the, um, that was the objective. Uh, you know, when I left Blackberry, it was... Both my wife and I grew up in Winston-Salem, and um, over the years, the 20 years we lived in, in Maryville, you know, Asheville was our kind of waypoint. We would stop here to grab a bite to eat. We'd come over for a, you know, a, a day-long getaway, and or we'd swap our kids with my parents. Um, you know, we'd drop them off if we needed a couple of days to go and do something, and just over those over that time, we watched Asheville grow and um, become this really dynamic, interesting place with a wonderful food scene and wonderful farmers markets. And so, when we did decide to get back across the mountain, we decided that Asheville was our destination, and here we are. Well, it's it's a great spot, and your place is right downtown. I mean, really, basically catty corner to the Asheville Art Museum and this big odalisk. Downtown. Right, the Vance Monument, which they've just refinished. Oh, okay. They dug up a time machine, uh, not a time machine, a time capsule yes. uh, from the late 1800s, and they um, took that as an opportunity to clean and refurbish the monument, and they're going to put another time capsule in there sometime this summer. So. Oh, nice. That's, that's really <laughs> but that's definitely the, the landmark of here at the crossroads of downtown. Yes. Well, this is a, a great spot, and uh, you were smart. You took your time, too. You didn't just go build something fast. You, I did. You, you took your time. <laughs> Painstakingly. And, <laughs> and that's why everybody's like, what's he do- what is he doing? You know. Well, I, I did, uh, in 2009, I opened a restaurant called Canyon Kitchen out in Cashers, North Carolina, for my friend uh, Sally Eason, who operates Sunburst Trout. Um, and so that was a way to get a, a foot in Western North Carolina. We actually continued to live in, in Maryville for three of the first three years that restaurant was open. It's very seasonal, so we would operate, you know, from Memorial Day into the fall, and I would drive over to Cashers from Maryville, um, stay for four days, five days, and then come back home and be with the family for a couple days, and then not do anything in the in the winter time in terms of a restaurant except look for a home for for what would become rhubarb so and eventually that happened in 2013 in the fall of 2013 your inspiration behind rhubarb what did you envision you wanted your restaurant to be well i envisioned um i think one of the initial I think the driving force, I think, was that it be a very democratic, with a little d, restaurant. I knew that I was going to be in this crossroads of um, 
sort of all the things and all the people that that happen in in Asheville, and I knew I couldn't have uh, and didn't want at all to have a sort of precious little restaurant somewhere that only a few would come to. I really uh, felt like I had, uh, in a lot of ways, I had done that for a long time, um, and um, so it was important to me to to cook and be in a different way um, and to make food that was uh, very much about the ingredients that was very which we are so lucky in Asheville to have tremendous producers of not only farmers but of all kinds of things um, and it was important to to make that accessible we don't have any walls between the kitchen and the the dining room um, we have community tables where we host Sunday supper where you know people can come together who haven't met each other before and and pass food and swap stories and share conversation um, and we're right here on the street you know right here on everything that you don't it's not hard to find us <laughs> you know <laughs> it's not tucked away <laughs> it's right out there so and we're you know in the like Friday night you know we have we have this a wonderful busking population here in the in Asheville and this is one of the favorite corners here and so Friday night uh, Mark was playing his uh, electrified fiddle and had a crowd of a hundred people probably out here on the other side of our gate and then we had all of our folks here on the patio that were enjoying his music and it was just um, you know one of those magical atmospheres that makes you just feel really tied to a to a place that's, that's don't know if I answered your question, but uh, the, oh, the, the big thing ever. was to make it make sure that it was, um, I mean, that was the, the guiding word was democratic in terms of accessibility, in terms of the simplicity of the relationship between the food and the three toys I bought for myself, a wood-fired grill, a wood-fired oven, and a, and a very hot griddle or plancha as we call it. Well, I mean, you know, it is a, it is a, it's a, it's a bigger restaurant than I imagined. I will tell you that. Yeah. Um, and so, um, although you know, we do reservations, we do fill up with reservations, um, especially during the weekends and during the summer and fall season. Mm-hmm. We don't take any reservations on the patio, and it's completely first come, first serve. Um, our chef bar is. First come, first serve. We don't take reservations for that as well. So there's always, even if we're booked for reservations, there's always an opportunity. That's a really good way to work it. If you have just tuned in, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee's own 89.9 WDVX. This interview is with Chef John Fleer of Rhubarb in Asheville. He formerly was with Blackberry Farm right here in Wallen, Tennessee. And after the short break, we'll return to our conversation with Chef John Fleer. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part from Magpie's Bakery with two convenient locations. Downtown North Knoxville, just one block north of Broadway on North Central Street. And Magpie's West, now open on Bearden Hill, right inside the Village Exchange. That's just one block east of Calhoun's a convenient pickup location for special orders and a variety of fresh baked goods daily in Pi Day on Friday. 
orders can be taken in person or on the phone at both locations. Operating hours are Monday through Friday, 12 until 5, Saturday, 12 until 4, and closed on Sundays. Magpie's Bakery can accommodate most budgets and styles, from a simple rustic barn dance with pies, cookies, and cupcakes to a country club affair with a custom creation. Magpiescakes.com. All butter, all the time. Can I ask you what your take is on cornbread? Um, everything that I know about cornbread I learned from my grandfather in one sentence. And that is, um, he told me, there was some time when I was trying out a recipe while he was still alive uh, for cornbread that had uh, a little dose of sugar in it. And he simply said to me, if, if, if that has sugar in it, it is not cornbread, it's a Johnny Cake. Well, so, duly noted. Duly noted. Yes, sir. <laughs> well, hey. Uh, in addition to that, great corn cornmeal, um, wonderful cruise farm buttermilk, and uh, a little Benton's bacon grease, and you, you're pretty much going to be set, right? Yes. It's hard not to be set with those things. Yeah. Well, Chef John Fleer of Rhubarb in Asheville. Thank you so much for being our guest. Well, thanks for coming to visit here at Rebarb. It's been a real pleasure to get the chance to chat. Thank you. And always, information and links to the businesses of all of our guests can be found at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Just look for the tab that says Listen to the Show. And let's go down to the Market Square Farmer's Market in downtown Knoxville, Tennessee. And you just might run into the good people from the Second Harvest Food Bank. They're going to let us know about a program they're conducting at that Farmer's Market in Knoxville and a couple of others in the area. Well, we are talking with a woman from Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. And what is your name? My name is Gail Root, and I've been with Second Harvest for quite a while quite a while. I heard 20 years. 20 years. Right. That's right. Well, what are you doing here at the farmer's market? Well, what we're doing is asking people to support their local farmer. And by doing so, what we're asking is, please buy a little extra produce, give it to Second Harvest, and then we're making sure that that prime produce goes to seniors that are low income and that could really use that kind of great nutritious food. That is fantastic because it's hard for seniors to get a ride to the farmer's market and to carry it mm -hmm. and to buy it. Right, and we're delivering. So we're, we're taking it to, you know, like Kegel Terrace or to the CAC or, or somewhere where they'll, they'll be able to make use of it. That is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, what markets can people find you if they are out shopping? Where do they find you? Well, this? we've been we're doing this market every other week, and then we're at Lakeshore on Fridays um, every other week, and Blunt County Farmers Market on Saturdays, and that's every other week as well. How do people, if they can't get out to the farmers market, how do they help you and get in touch with you? Um, what is it? www.secondharvestetn.org. 
Okay, sounds good. Mm -hmm. And um, Molly, are, um, you're, are you an AmeriCorps volunteer, is that right? Yeah, I'm an AmeriCorps VISTA volunteer. Um, I'm working with the nutritionist at Second Harvest, um, so I'll be at the farmers markets as well and be here for people to donate, so. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, and I heard you're from Oregon. I am from Oregon, <laughs> yeah, Oregon. Cool, Yeah, Welcome. so loving Knoxville so far. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's nice to have you all out here doing something really good. Yeah, glad to be here. And Elaine's being shy, but she's here too. <laughs> so, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. We really appreciate it, Amy. Thank yeah, you. This is Katie, host of the Category Stomp. You're listening to the Tennessee Farm Table on East Tennessee Zone, WDVX. Support for the Tennessee Farm Table comes to you in part by Kenner Tree Care, family owned and operated out of Louisville, Tennessee. Kenner Tree Care is proud to support this type of local community broadcasting. A certified arborist insured for your protection, offering removal of dead or problem trees, tree pruning, storm emergencies, tree care, soil conditioning, and tree and stump removal. Contact Kenner Tree Care by phone at 865-686-8344 or by Facebook. Kenner Tree Care. Tree Care, Nature's Play. And now it's In the Kitchen with Mary Constantine, food writer for the Knoxville New Sentinel. My message today is somber. According to FeedingAmerica.com, there are 15 million children that face hunger in this country on a daily basis. Think about that. 15 million children that face hunger in this country on a daily basis. That number was rattling through my brain after attending a fundraising event for Second Harvest of East Tennessee. There it was mentioned that peanut butter was the food bank's most sought-after food product. Dried beans were a close second. Now I'm happy to have a peanut butter sandwich from time to time, and Lord knows I've eaten my share of pinto beans as a child, but I'm thankful that I have a job that provides me the ability to purchase groceries every week and not have to settle for beans or peanut butter as my primary food staple. So it was with that thought in my mind that I pulled out a copy of the Peanut Butter and Company cookbook looking for inspiration on what foods I could find that elevated that simple ingredient into something amazing. And not surprisingly, I found a recipe for African peanut butter soup. All it requires is limited number of ingredients but it is hearty enough to satisfy the most hungry of stomachs. 
To prepare it, all you need is to put three tablespoons of vegetable oil into a stock pot and add one large finely chopped onion and two minced cloves of garlic. You saute until the onions are translucent and then add six cups of vegetable stock or chicken stock and one cup of peanut butter and you can use smooth or crunchy. Stir over medium heat until the peanut butter is incorporated into the stock and then stir in two large sweet potatoes that you've cut into cubes, a 14 and a half ounce can of crushed tomatoes with the liquid, a half of a teaspoon of cayenne pepper, a half of a teaspoon of ground cumin, and salt and pepper to taste. Simmer for 45 minutes or until the potatoes are softened and then it's ready to eat and that's enough to last you a couple of days. So please, the next time you have an opportunity to help your local food bank, remember that peanut butter is an ingredient that you can donate and it won't break your bank, but it may very well be the highlight of someone else's day. This is Mary Constantine with the Tennessee Farm Table. If you've just joined us, you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table radio show and podcast. Broadcasting on the radio waves every Saturday morning from Knoxville, Tennessee at 89.9 FM and streamed live at WDVX.com. You can always listen to this show on your schedule at TennesseeFarmTable.com or check out our podcast on iTunes. And now it's time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. And let's hear a song from Jeff Barbara and Sarah Perkle. They're from East Tennessee, and they are very talented singers and songwriters. They have a gospel CD called A Family Singing. And this song is off of that. Let's hear this beautiful gospel song they created called I'm Gonna Sing, Sing, Sing. Sing, sing, sing I'm gonna let those hallelujahs ring I'm gonna praise my dear Savior's name When I get to glory I'm gonna sing, sing, sing In this world of sorrow I've seen trouble and woe When I get to glory I'll see no more For I know my prayers have not been in vain when I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing. When I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing. I'm gonna let those hallelujahs ring. I'm gonna praise my dear Savior's name. When I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing. Yeah. 
sing, sing, sing. I'm gonna let those hallelujahs ring. I'm gonna praise my dear Savior's name. When I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing. Up there, no tears will blind my eyes And I'll walk alone by my Jesus' side I'll meet my loved ones all once again When I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing When I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing I'm gonna let those hallelujahs ring I'm gonna praise my dear Savior's name when I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing. When I get to glory, I'm gonna sing, sing, sing. We want to say thank you so much for your great company here today at the Tennessee Farm Table. We hope that you can join us again right back here next week at 9 or online at TennesseeFarmTable.com. Our theme song was written by myself, Amy Campbell, and beautifully performed by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. More information about Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. That's spelled T-H-E-E-M-I Sunshine.com. We want to say thank you to WDVX for bringing to you pure community broadcasting, just like this show. They are our media partner, and we couldn't do this without them. More information at WDVX.com. We'd love to invite you to connect with us on Twitter and Facebook at TennesseeFarmTable.com and check out our podcast on your smartphone, tablet, or computer, or on iTunes. Or just search for Tennessee Farm Table. A big list of all of our shows will appear. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.